right. Welcome back to another episode of Tales from the Service Industry. Uh, tonight, we are sitting down with some of our previous co-hosts. Uh, I'd like to say welcome back to Andy and welcome back to Liz. Hi, team. Hey, y'all. So thank you both for joining us again. Appreciate you being here. Oh my gosh, uh, of course. You know, we had such a great time the last time. I know that there are more stories to be told. <laughs> <laughs> so let's, if you guys don't have any opposition to it, let's get into it. Okay, so this story I'll start as well. Um, this loops back to our conversation about training the room attendants. Room attendants found the encoder and I want to say they found the blanks for like an ID card that they were use, mm-hmm. using to uh, make false driver's license. But it was like a large corporation employee ID card, kind of a blank. Oh, okay. So the ladies cleaning the room recognized this stuff. They got me. So I went up and I checked the room and sure enough, sure enough, there's all this stuff there. So I call Andy. So he comes over and I tell him, you know, Hey, we've got this issue that's going on. We've got, you know, smoke detectors that are covered. They're definitively smoking in the room, which is not a big deal for you, but it's a big deal for me. You know, in entering the room and finding this, we found all this other stuff. So he says, okay, I'll be right there. I'm like, okay. So the woman that had been in the room was not in the room when I inspected it, but I had a feeling she was going to come back at any time. And all of this was going to go South because this woman was supposed to have checked out already, et cetera, et cetera. So I'm working the front desk. Guest comes walking in. I'm like, oh, damn it. (laughs) Texting Andy. Are you almost here? She's, she just walked back in. I'm almost there. Okay. So, you know, it's like, so we had changed the key lock on her room. So her key wouldn't work. Invalidated the key. So she would have to come see us. So she came down to see us. That was when I gave her a replacement key. That was when I texted him. She comes back down again. He was not there quite yet. So I was trying to stall her. So I'm asking her about, you know, why are the smoke detectors in the room covered? And she's like, um, the smoke detectors aren't covered in my room. And I'm like, well, yes, they are. Housekeeping advises. And I'm trying to stall and trying to stall and trying to stall. And I'm like, she's about to walk away. This is, I'm going to lose her. And then he walks in. And I said, well, you know what? There's a gentleman that's off to my left, to your right, that needs to talk to you. And she looks <laughs> over and she goes, Ugh. Because she and I had been talking about, you know, defeating the smoke alarms and the fire safety and you put the hotel at jeopardy. So Not the credit lo- card issue. No. So when she looks over at Andy, he's in uniform. What does she think? He's a fireman. Oh. So she yeah. walks up we to him. We were in non-traditional uniforms. So, polo shirts, cargo pants. Yeah. And, okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. So she walks up to him to talk to him like he's a fireman to talk to her about the fact that she should be getting a ticket for defeating the smoke alarms in the hotel. Oh man, we just need to inspect your fire alarm. That's all. So That's let's go up to the room. So <laughs> she doesn't realize that Andy's not a fireman. He's a cop. So when he's asking her for her name, she gives him her name, all of her information. Gives she willingly information. gives. Yeah. He looks at her and goes, when was the last time you were arrested? And at that point she realizes, wait, this is not what I thought it was. <laughs> she goes, <laughs> she Oh, got catfished. Yeah, yeah, she yeah. did. Yeah. So, so she throws out some excuse and walks out the door. He walks out after her and I'm like, okay, this, this could get good. So, so you follow. So I follow now there's a, a short lag time. So I walk out and I'll, I'll let Andy share with you what his portion of this was, but I walk out to seeing gun drawn Two people in a car, uh, his beat sergeant in a Ford Explorer, like rushing the parking lot, slamming on the brakes, blocking their car in, but gun drawn through the window. So I walked out. I see this. I turn around. And I walked away. <laughs> You're like, uh, that was too exciting for me. But some of what I had overheard from him, priceless. Oh. <laughs> so this is where I almost got killed in this parking lot. Yes. So we'll fast forward a little bit past that. This 
lady, we'll use that term also lightly, was good for all kinds of fraud. We didn't know it yet. They, Bill was just the only one who happened to catch it. But we found out later, like four other hotels were all kind of on her path of bogus credit card. So she'd been doing this for a while in the area. And so when she figures out I'm not the friendly firefighter, um, <laughs> and she takes off, I'm like, hey, get, I go, come here. And so okay, I got enough to detain her, all the legal stuff. Right? I go, come here. She's like, F off. That's not an option, unfortunately, right now for you. And so she's walking out to her. So unbeknownst to me, about three cars down from the front entrance, her accomplice was in the front driver's seat of this car backed in, essentially like the getaway car. Okay. She saw me pull up and get out and was like playing it cool, like maybe I'm not there for them. So as I'm coming out after her, I'm like, you need to come here. So I'm coming to, I'm trying not to make a huge scene by like grabbing her and throwing her on the ground. Like yeah. I'm trying to like, because it's, mm-hmm. it's in the afternoon where like families are checking in. So I don't want to be like, hi, welcome to this. Thing. Right. You know, we're here for Tommy's seventh birthday. Yeah. Get all the crowd. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't want to ruin the hotel's reputation. You know, the, the liaison position, we really tried hard to create that image of like, it's really safe. It's really nice. And we always did stuff back of house to the back entrances, all the back doors to really try as to much minimize as, as much as we could. Mm-hmm. But occasionally, Crooks didn't want to go with the program, right? And so she gets to the car. I finally grab her. I'm like, all right, now I'm in between a couple cars. We're a little bit more secluded. As I grab her, she opens up the car door and I can see in the the frame uh, of a uh, police baton. In In her car? In her car, in the passenger side, you know, kind of like next to her seat. Okay. That's a felony. Yeah, it is. So now I'm like, oh, now I'm for sure, whatever like weird, (laughs) sketchy credit card thing is, now we got a weapons position. Yeah. What I did not see when she went to go open up the door was her friend in the front driver's seat, like she was hunkered down in the car. So as I grab her, she reaches in for the baton and now we're in this like little bit of this tugging match of her trying to get into the car. She ends up, she had like some lacy looking shirt. So she rips, ends up ripping. So mm-hmm. I have a chunk of her shirt essentially in my hand. <laughs> she jumps out. She's like, let's go. And her friend, ping, pops up out of the driver's seat. Oh. Out of nowhere. I'm like, what? And uh, she fires up the car. So at this point, I'm pulling my gun. I'm like, yeah. you need to stop. Well, what she did is I'm pulling out my gun. She turns the car hard right and floors it, trying to take me out. Oh, yep. So as she starts to floor it, I end up essentially pistol whipping her yeah, through the window. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I almost start to pull the trigger because I'm like, I'm going to get run over. Uh huh. And so she stops and I'm screaming at this truck to stop and I'm putting it on the radio, which is where, and my sergeant at the time was, oh, this seems interesting. He'd pop it. He just liked to yeah, see yeah. it. Mm-hmm. He just liked to watch all these stories in real life. And then he, he didn't goes, do anything. He just liked to watch them all. And right? then he goes, oh boy, skrrr. Yeah. So he comes flying in. And so what he sees is this car hard over. At the time I was pinched between her and the parked car. So she had caught a part of my belt already. Mm. So I was pinched in already <gasps> as I'm putting the gun into her face, mm. telling her to stop. And so he showed up and he could see part of that. And I've never, I've never forget this. He runs up right about the time you walked out and was like, nope, turn back right back around. <laughs> he runs up and cause she's still looking at me. They're both looking at the gun. They're distracted. My sergeant rolls up, grabs her by the, essentially by the throat and pulls her out through the driver's window. A whole person? The whole person. Zoop, Duke's a hazard right out the window. Shloop. Um, now, I mentioned that I heard one thing, and that was just before I saw all this and promptly turned around. <laughs> but I walked out to hearing Andy not say, such and such police department, show me your hands, not freeze police. It was, I will fucking kill you. Oh, my God. <laughs> Noted. Turned around, went you back to like, work. You were like, oh. And, um, <laughs> and I'm still alive. Yeah. yeah. That was. Uh, there's been a few times in my career where I had the very narrow people you're just trying to run me over shoot me stab me crush me between cars you name it uh, that was one of those times and it's one of those you don't even really think you don't want to pull the trigger right like the last thing you of want is to not. use lethal force that's that just sucks all the way around for everybody involved 
So if I can say something maybe not very nice uh, as a use of force to make them stop doing whatever they're doing, uh, we would use uh, the terms that we had to to try to get people to stop. As a, kind of a side note, you know, we see all these police videos and we see all the recordings and everything. It's like, ooh, ah, ee, ooh, ooh, that's, ooh, ooh, that's not what I thought police work was, right? When we watch all these like body cam videos mm-hmm. and desk cam and everything, I was right, like, ooh, it's quite crazy, it's police videos. What people don't fully understand is when you talk to folks, people want to be talked to the way that they're used to, right? So I can come up and say, hi, sir, how are you today? Oh, you know, could you do me a favor and not do that anymore? Oh, absolutely, officer, not a problem. <laughs> you come up to a hardened criminal and you're like, excuse me, Mr. Criminal, could you please stop your legal activity? What'd you say, pencil neck? Yeah. <laughs> it, it doesn't exactly get the same effect. So a lot of officers, especially depending on the area you work, you would adjust how you talk to folks kind of based upon what they would understand. Not that they're trying to mean mean or anything else. You know, but at the same time, if I come up to a nice sister well, and say, hey, like, have you? And they're like, oh my goodness, that officer yeah. is really rude, right? So it's like, you gotta, you have to kind of adjust. And when, you know- Apples pin- to apples. You talk to the yeah. audience. You do. You cater to your audience. Yes. Yeah. We and are in the service industry. That's right. Right. <laughs> and when you're pinned between two cars, thinking that you may or may not be crushed and may or not be able to walk after this afternoon, certain things come out of your mouth. <laughs> it happens. Yeah. So that was one of those near and course in the car. What did we find? All kinds of fun things, right? More weapons. I was going to say, I'm, I'm surprised they didn't pull a gun on you. That's what I was thinking, because usually where you see some sort of weapon, a, a police baton, knives, uh, machetes, all kinds of weird stuff, there's usually more paraphernalia behind that. Oh, there's yeah. usually more types of things that are going on in that car. Yeah. yeah. That's just our first line of defense. Pretty much. Yeah. It's uh, you know, kind of the criminal appetizer for weapons. Yeah, I don't think I ever heard the, uh, the department protocol arrest phrase, whatever, from any of the cops in that city. Really? I mean, like stories outside of Andy. I mean, I remember this one dude that he was causing all sorts of problems. It was domestic violence. I mean, we went to the room. We heard him beating on his wife. I think we told this story even. Met the cops. They came up. We're walking down the hallway and they're chit-chatting. It's like, you know, they're talking about the game that's going on. and Everything is all, you know, fine and dandy. We get to the room. They hear what's going on. The cops looks at me and says, open the door. So I open the door, the door goes open, and it went from being these jovial cops like shooting the breeze to get on the ground. Da, 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 da. And you know, as the door closes, I hear one of the cops saying something about if you don't stop moving, I'm gonna kneel on your neck or something like yeah. that. It's like, oh, okay, well, this is how this is going. <laughs> Zero to a hundred. It's a flip of a light switch. It was crazy. Yeah, but I guess you just get used to that mentality in the environment. You guys do the same thing. Yeah, we do, you guys but do not the same thing. Yeah, right? but it's not a life and like, death. Our, our lives, sucks. Our lives are horrible. not in danger. This person, oh hi, hi, welcome to the so and so. How can I help you? Oh, welcome in. Right? It's like it's kind of the same, but it's different. It's not life and death, but it's like I yeah. don't know how many conversations we've had, and we're upset about something, or this is stupid. You walk out, big smiley face. Hi, hello, welcome. How are you? He's got a point. Turn around, come back in. That <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like Doctor Jekyll, Mister Hyde around yeah. here. <laughs> Yeah, hope he dies and burns in hell. <laughs> you, so. do, you do have a point, but our lives aren't in danger. Or so you think. True. Let's tell this story, though. <laughs> so th- this is another one that we have definitively talked about. This but is, again. This is folklore. But again, way. yes. This you know, is a you, folklore story. You know which story I'm talking about. Again, this is the guy that was there with me when we found the party. Okay. So I'm working one day. I get a call that, you know, we've got suspicious behavior going on. And we actually got a couple of those calls. Yeah, you got a phone call and you got an email. Because yeah. you forwarded me the email and said, Hey, what do you what do you think of this? The the one that really set it all off was this girl that called in that said that she had found an email on her boyfriend's email account that there was this sex thing going on at the hotel. It's like, hmm, interesting. So I forwarded it off to him. 
And we started paying attention. We start seeing a bunch of people coming in, specifically young men. Okay. Lots and lots of young men. Were any of them exiting? Yes, occasionally. But not as often as entering. Correct. Okay. There was a definitive difference in the inflow versus the outflow. Okay. All right. <laughs> I call Andy, he comes over, we go up, we check it out. Well, let me let me preface it with this. We talk about calling 911 for people that are upset. Mm-hmm. Someone had called the hotel to also say, hey, there's some illegal prostitution going on in this room. You should really check it out, right? <laughs> so the email, the phone calls, and so- as Like, I, all right, let's check we, it out. Well, as we there's started substance. looking at it, yeah. And this was at a time that human trafficking was kind of becoming a thing, in, especially in area hotels. Right, and like there's more. Right. So like my little spidey senses are like, mm, wait a minute, it's like midday. We got a couple things. We got emails going, like something- Something's Middle not, of the day. Something's yeah, not right it was, here. It was okay. midday. Yeah, it's like 11.30 noon. Yeah. L- yeah. Lunch break. Literally midday. Yeah. So he rolls over. We go up to investigate. We get up to the room. We're standing outside and we hear- A party going on. No. No. <laughs> we hear a woman. Very loud just woman. one But woman. just one woman. Oh, okay. Screaming. Yes. So now- In pain? No, no. Or in pleasure? In pleasure. Okay. Seemingly in pleasure. Sorry, I had to get that clarified. First thing I did is I whipped out my phone. I turned on the camera for the video because, <laughs> I mean, we're outside. We're we're in a public hallway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so you're first, not doing anything wrong. No, 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 no not, not at all. But the first thought that went through my head was, oh man, this is one of those stories that nobody's going to believe, right? So- <laughs> I want the audio. So in the video, all you see is his boots. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And it's, it's only like, it's so loud that you could pick it up on like an iPhone five microphone, right? Or, or down the or hallway. Four. Yeah. Yeah. And this isn't a two bedroom suite. And she's in one of the bedrooms with the bedroom door closed. Enough. And then there's the guest room, the door that's closed. And we're in the hallway. And wow. She's loud. So I make this little video. It's like seven seconds long. It's yeah. like nothing. Right. <laughs> But you can hear her in the audio. Shut the camera off. Let's just speculate oh, no, this no, no, for I'm, a minute here in the hallway. <laughs> so he looks at me and says, what do you think? And I looked at him and I said, mid-50s Asian. Oh my God, Bill. <laughs> so pause that thought, right? So at this point, he calls for backup. In my head, I'm like trying to listen through the screaming to see what's going on here. Yeah. And you can hear all this ruckus in the room. You hear like a bunch of voices and some ruckus. And I'm like... Like how many people are in that room? Yeah. So I'm like... So in my head, I'm thinking, okay, how many people are in the room? Is this consensual? Is it not? Is it like... Well, is What's going on here, right? We might have a little bit bigger problem than we think. And I can't handle this on my own safely. Yeah. I'm like, if we have five or six people, and again, thinking in the terms of like human trafficking, prostitution, there's going to be protection. There's Johns. I mean, you're going to have some characters, which you don't want to deal with by yourself. Yeah. Weapons, you name it. You name Mm -hmm. it. So I'm like, so I think I got on the radio and said, hey, start me about three or four more officers, which I didn't, I very rarely did that, right? Usually we'd handle everything just kind of, everything was pretty low-key, maybe one other officer if I needed some help, but for sure, I would never ask unless mm-hmm. people were jumping out of a window on the ledge or other weird things <laughs> for more than like maybe one or two. So I went and asked for like three to four more. All the guys I worked with were like, something's up. Yeah, like, let's go. <laughs> so I told them, I go, okay, hey, we got to wait for the, at least two or maybe three more coppers to show up just before we try to make contact to see what's going on here. So do you pull out your phone again? No, I should have, man, this is <laughs> because we missed some good content in, Damn right. during that time. Uh, if now was then, uh, yeah, right. this would be a completely different show. Um, <laughs> so we leave from outside the room. We go around the corner to the elevator landing. So we're standing there waiting for officers to arrive. And Play, playing it cool. 
literally, we're just standing Acting there talking. Normal. Mm-hmm. Just standing there talking. Elevator pings, doors open. Can you still open. hear her like down the hallway? We were probably like five, six doors down. We're At down least. towards okay. like the elevator. Yeah. So oh, we were, okay, we were okay. Down a little bit. A hallway. We were, yeah. we were a ways down, yeah. So, you know, elevator doors ping, a couple cops show up, and I think one of them said somebody else is on the way. So we're standing there waiting. So it's three or four rather large gentlemen in uniforms with badges, guns, and radios to call other large gentlemen with badges, guns, and radios. We're standing there chit-chatting, and this guy comes around the corner just dripping sweat. It's like he looked like... You're joking. No, he looked like he had thrown him in the pool, shook him off, and <laughs> sent him on his way. So, And you're thinking, with, like, did he come out of water? that... Did he come out of that room? <laughs> We're standing there. like He comes bopping around the corner, sees all these cops... And now he's effed. He has no choice but to continue on his journey. Yeah. Unfortunately, the elevators had already gone back down to, to pick, pick up, up more cops. Oh, no. So he Poor walks, guy. Yeah. So he walks over and, and one of the... Actually, it was your replacement. Yeah. Murmur, uh, murmur. <laughs> Mr. G. Yeah. So, <laughs> so his replacement looks at him and goes, hey, man, what's up? How you doing today? Just totally chit chatting him, and the guy looks at him and he's like, "Uh, not much." And he's like, goes and like finds ding, the button. Ding, 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 ding. He started hitting that button like, like it was where no tomorrow, the right? Is but this he was elevator. like playing it cool. It, it was the weirdest thing because in my head, like in my head, I'm thinking, okay, we got like a bunch of shady people in here. We got like people tied up. Like it's gonna we're gonna be rescuing like damsels in distress. Yeah, like, yeah. Re- and this dude's like early twenties. He's dressed nicely. I'm telling you, he's on his lunch break. Yeah. It looked Possibly. exactly like he was on his lunch break. And he had that bottle of water in his hand, drinking. He's like, awkward. He was like, oh, hey, guys, what's up? But like, not the criminal vibe at all. No. Mm. At all. And but, I was like. But definitively mm. one of those guys that like, okay, you're not playing it cool and you are dead to rights. Right. So if these guys ask you anything, you better be a truthful kind of a kind of a situation. Well, he doesn't know <clears throat> more cops are. So he doesn't know that more cops are on the way. <laughs> Elevator dings. Doors open. He's like. Yeah, I'm free. Turns, looks. There's two more cops getting out of the elevator. <laughs> the pucker factor went high again yeah, for that. Yeah, right? But yeah, so he ended up going away. So all the cops were there. I'm the MOD. We go down the hall. I knock on the door. Now, as I knock on the door, these guys are lined up against the wall. Mm-hmm. Backs to the wall. The way the hallways were set up, the rooms were recessed about 18 inches in. So anybody opening the door wouldn't be able to see them. No. I knock on the door. Guy comes to the door. And I said, hey, you know, I'm from noise the hotel. Noise complaint? Yeah, we've, we've had <laughs> yep. some noise complaints. I need to speak with the registered guest. He goes, oh, that's me. I said, okay, well, I need to talk to you. And he goes, well, no, I don't want to talk to you. And I said, no, no, you need to step out. I need to talk to you. And at that point... I'm standing there looking at him, but out of my peripheral, I see this like wall of blue, right? Right, right. And I said something to the effect of, well, if you don't want to talk to me, you can talk to them. And then this guy pops around the corner, foot in the door, pushes him out of the way. All these cops go pushing into the room. Dude, foot in the door. That's a move. Door closes. Okay? With, with all of them inside with of it? all of them yeah. inside. About, so you're left in the hallway? five of us went in there. Yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. So, about five of us. Look, I'm fine with Poor not Bill. being. Look, I'm fine with not being in there. I don't have. I don't have pepper spray. I don't have a pistol. You didn't, you didn't I'm have good, FOMO right? in that situation. Not at all. Okay. But as the door closed, I heard one person, and I believe it was your replacement, shout out, "Get that thing away from me!" <laughs> what? Yep. Turns out there were a lot of naked people in the room. Now, oh. At this point, twenty-nine to be exact. Well, how many? Twenty-nine yes. people. Men. Yes. Twenty-nine naked men. They're all naked? Yes. Get that thing away from me. (laughs) Now, let me pick up the story. 
So as I've about had enough of this shenanigans, I'm like, we're going. Like in my head, this guy's stalling there. Yeah, yeah. Right. So we go in. And as soon as I come into the door, all I see is naked bodies. Remember, so the room, you know, there's like a living, common living room area that's set up, you know, TV, couches, whatnot. To the left is a nether door that goes into another full master bedroom with okay. you know, bedroom, bathroom, whatever. To the right is another door, full master bedroom, bathroom, all that stuff, you know. So as I come in, I'm like, what in the world? In my head, I'm like, because we're going in guns blazing because we have no idea what's going on. So we're on the ground, get on the ground, get, you know, we're trying to get everyone down. So the first room that sees us are all like, whoa, and they, you know, so everyone jumps on the ground. I now hear the, the girl screaming even louder. And so she's to the bedroom to the right. So I go barreling in there thinking, dun, 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 here I am, I'm going <laughs> to save the day. I come in and there's probably in that room, there's like, I'd say maybe nine naked men. Ten. Okay. All I saw, she's in the furthest corner. The headboard has already been broken and is off the wall. Yeah. The bed's completely turned in the corner. There is a line of probably about six guys in line that's to the further bed around the corner. And all I see is like three dudes surrounding her and she's in the center. Okay. And I'm screaming for everyone get on the ground, getting you'll get and so everyone's like, Whoa, oh my God. I end up pulling a couple of these guys off of her. <sighs> We grab her. There's guys jumping out of the closet. I mean, every weird manifest thing that you can possibly imagine was going on in there. Everything that doesn't even end up in certain adult films were going on. It was. This is like worse than German. Oh my. It was one of the gnarliest scenes I have ever seen. And so we get everyone kind of situated down. We get them all corralled, right? We count up 29. 29 men. men. Two, nine. Yes. 29 men, one woman. Naked men. Yes. So as we start looking around, so now I'm trying to like piece together what in the world is going on here. There was a second woman who was the oh, fluffer in the other room who was getting, and she was in a Santa getup. This is like July. In a she's, Santa getup. She's in a Santa getup. And it was the girlfriend or a Mrs. of the Claus guy who answered the door. It was oh, his girlfriend. Right. Yeah. And Didn't we'll come back bunny to her. ears too? Yeah. We'll get back to her in a minute. <laughs> so. I'm so confused now. Oh, that, yeah. just, that just took a turn. So, the whole thing. Oh, yeah. So I start looking around. Okay. So now I'm thinking, what in the world do we have? There's like chip bowls out and trail mix and snacks and little cooler with drinks. And, and like, appetizers. Yeah. And I'm like, It wasn't what trafficking. In the world. It was just, this is our kink and this is what we like to do. It was like a party. It was, it was a social group. It was a social club. Yeah. Yeah. Gathering so, together for a barbecue. Yeah. Essentially. So I it, it was their friends giving. Yes. <laughs> to a degree. Yeah. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of giving of a lot of friends, if you will. <sighs> so I, I get the girl separated away from everybody. I got my, there's like five other officers the one that is in the screaming, room. but yeah. yet fine. Yep. So there's five other officers in the room, all trying to like figure out, like they're dealing with all these guys, getting names, figuring out what's going on. So I start talking, I go, what is going on? She's like, um, uh, what do you mean? I go, well, um, this isn't normal, I guess you could say. So why don't we start with who are you and where are you from? <laughs> Bill called it right on the head. 52 year old, uh, female Asian woman. No way you were right. Piano teacher. Piano teacher. From this city. From the city we're currently broadcasting no from. No way. Way. Who? Um, like, her, did you know where she was teaching? Are you like familiar? No, I wasn't that familiar with the thing. But no, Bill, Bill is taking piano lessons now. Just as, <laughs> you know, <I've>, <laughs> <laughs> thoughts, cross, yeah. thoughts cross my mind. Yeah. His recital is coming up. It, yeah. Solo. Or maybe not. Could, could <laughs> be a full, could be, could be a 29 piece orchestra. We don't know. <laughs> 
I'm like, what? She's like, so as her story goes, she goes, look, my parents were first generation, you know, they immigrated here from overseas and they were very old school, very, very protective. She goes, my parents recently died when I turned 50 or 51. They never let me marry. They never let me date. She's like, you heard of the 40 year old version. This was a 50 year old version. And so after her parents had passed and and she kind of got to live on her own, she had 50 some odd years of catching up to do, for lack of better terms. So the guy who answered the door was the social organizer of these like get togethers and had found him and was essentially making up for lost time. He was the um, president of the club. He mm-hmm. was. So she's like, no, 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 this is all, it's all consensual. Like, this is all like, no. I'm making up for lost time. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Pretty much is what she said. 52 going on 22. So that day. Yeah. And so I'm like, there has got to be 22 something that legal day. here. So I'm on the phone to our vice guys, like trying to explain this thing. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't just see 29 <laughs> and, naked men not to arrest anybody. And the vice guys are like, what? We're on our way, right? <laughs> so they're heading over. So in the meantime, with the door shut, I don't remember. I think you were probably inside the room at this time. Mm-hmm. or if I you never, stayed. No, I oh, never went in the room. In. Well, well, we should have brought, we should have dragged you into that. You time. never had that pleasure. No, after, after hearing your replacement shouting to get that thing away from me, I'm You're like, like no, nah, I'm good. So I'll be by the, I'll be at the front desk for for me. This is like, you want to talk about the the quintessential like tagline on top of get that thing out of my face, which might be a good title of this podcast. The next Hmm. best, Hmm. the next best title of the podcast is the door knocks. So my, the same officer who's eventually we go on a replacement in that position. There's a knock on the door and we're all like, wait, is it someone trying to join the party? So I go, Hey, Mr. G open the door. And oh, so, that's right. so he opens, so he turns his body. So his uniform's behind the door and he opens it up. He's like, what's up? How can and, I help you? Yeah. And the guy's like, uh, Hey, what's up? He's like, yeah, what's up? The guy's like, yeah, I'm here for the orgy. <laughs> Stop. And we're like, come on in. So he walks in <laughs> and so we grab him, right? We shut the door. We get him down. He's like, Whoa, what's going on? No lie. Like 10 minutes go by. Another knock. Another knock. We're like, how long is this party? No, they had stacked reservations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. People, people had been filtering in. So all I day. go, Mr. G open the door again. So he, another one. What's up? He's like, yeah, I'm here for the gangbang. <laughs> yeah. Come on in. Yeah. Come on in. Okay. Oh my God. Get in here. Shut the door. <laughs> so what we eventually find out is the theme of this party is the gangbang. Oh yes. Shocker. And yeah. Well that probably happened too somewhere in there. Oh um, my God. <laughs> but <laughs> yes, but it, it was unbelievable. So I'm talking to the organizer. I'm like, what is going on? Cause now the, now the vice guys show up. Right. And they're like, what in the world is happening? So they're taking every angle. So sure enough, the guy charges, I think it was like 25 bucks or something like that to show up to the party. 40. If you want to be the first 10 people in the room. Well, that's where it became not illegal because he goes, look, there's no expectation of naughty, naughty time. You have people that show up. will just watch, eat some chips, watch a game and leave. Like there was a guy in the closet. Watch a game? Just watching. You had the guy in the living room. They're watching the football game. Like this. Oh, okay. That guy's just watching the football game, eating like. Like the actions happening in front of them was Uh not the game. They literally had ESPN on the TV. Uh Yeah. Like their, their kink was to watch the football game while people were getting it on around them. Uh Okay. Andy mentioned the guy that was in the closet. His kink was voyeurism. Being, being in the closet. Yeah. So he mm-hmm. hid in the closet with the door cracked and he was watching everything that would go on because mm-hmm. that was his kink. Yeah. So I go, really? Because, you know, you can't pay for naughty time. You're like, oh, no, 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 no. There's no expectation. The chips, the drinks, the room rental, right? And I go, really? He goes, yeah. He goes, how do you think you guys got called? 
I go, what do you mean? He goes, well, we had to turn somebody away because they showed up thinking that they got that automatic place in line. And she was like, mm-mm, not that one. Which, how bad you got to be in a group of 29 guys to be the one guy that she's like, no, <laughs> not him. Mm-mm. So he got all upset. Saying, oh, so he called and complained. Uh-huh. He called the hotel to dime them out. that there Because he didn't have guaranteed naughty time. Mm-hmm. And then the email that we had gotten was from another guy's girlfriend that had snooped on his His email. email. Yeah. So the police department got it from two different angles. With well, two he very got his viewpoints. reservation confirmation for the barbecue. Mm-hmm. So we ran everybody, right? So we're checking for wants and warrants and sexual... Pre- I mean, we're, we're like, there's got to be someone in here. Nope. Everyone's clean. No warrants. No record. They're all on their lunch break. They were like, we were asking, what do you do? I'm a banker. I'm a financial advisor. I work at this, the office building. I'm a, who are, these are all guys this on is their lunch breaks. This is our lunch break. Uh-huh. And like, some of these guys are like, yeah, like once or twice a week, you know, they'd, you know, if there was a, if one of these was like close to their office, they would roll on over at lunch break. So, Again, this whole episode, my jaw is just on the floor. And so completely the, blown away. The organizer's girlfriend, who was the only other woman in the room, was essentially the fluffer with like bunny ears, a Santa suit, and getting guys all fired up, ready to go. Um, well, and she had to make sure the guacamole was full. She mm. did. Yeah, I think she was tending the snacks, yeah. replenishing the ice. Uh-huh. I don't know. Water engineer. You know, yeah. just making sure everything was good. Yeah. yeah. She was the hostess. Yeah. It, um, <laughs> but the other the, one was the, with the with other the one. Mostest. No, the other one was with the mostest. <laughs> Yeah, so at the end of the day, no one went to jail. Everything no was one was com- arrested. Everyone, Everything was completely uh, uh, in the up and up. Everything was legal. Everyone was good. The wildest story to have nobody go to jail for. Yeah. Yeah, no one got in trouble. No one had anything. No, but Not- here's the weird thing, though. The story lives on. This is... I don't even know what year this was. I, if I had to guess... Are they I a would, repeat guest? No, 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 no. If I had to guess, I would think this was around like 2014. 14. Yeah, I'd say like 13, 14, somewhere right around there. So we're, I mean, we're like eight years. Right. This, this story still lives with the police department. Oh, yeah. Oh. Still lives. Every once in a while, like I said, I, I've been gone for a few years now. And I'll occasionally get someone who, you know, I still know a lot of, you know, a lot of my friends that work there and stuff. For sure. And I was still here like, hey, man. Told the story today. No, no, no. It's even better than that. Like, hey, man. So um, New Copper wanted to know if the gangbang was was real or not. <laughs> <laughs> they don't believe it. They don't believe it. Because by the end of it, we, I think there was about nine cops there at, at the end of the whole thing. By the time we mm-hmm. got everything right, you know, the vice guy showed up. Anyone else. available had to see it. Well, well that's much. what happened. Everyone was like, hey, are you free? You got to get over here and check this thing out. Yeah. All yeah. the other guys in the middle of a call are like, damn it. I yeah. So a lot of those it. guys are, you know, sergeants now and lieutenants, right? They've promoted whatever. No one talks about it unless like, someone asks. Yep, but I it's was still there. this folklore. Like, yeah, that happened. They're like, but wait, was it really? Was it really twenty? No, kid. Try twenty nine. <gasps> that was only the people that that we that saw in the room. That doesn't even count the guys yeah. that the left that before. Left, yeah, and the guys that were coming in. She wow. was busy. Yeah, and so when I talked to the organizer, I'm like, look, man. He's like, I'm not doing anything illegal. I go, no, you're right. We have thoroughly exhausted that angle. However, but you might have had like a list of questions. I yeah. But at that point, I was like, let's wrap this thing up and get out of here. I go, look, <laughs> Get man, that thing out of my face, right? <laughs> you have to realize something. You're at a family hotel. Yeah. So you have people who have spent thousands of dollars to come from all over God's green earth to come enjoy a hotel in Southern California and theme parks and beaches and all we have to offer. And so you show up at noon... You get off the plane, you've got you and your three kids with you, and you're walking in, and everyone's pumped, and you go up to the room, and you walk in, and this is what you get. 
in the room next door? How do you explain that to a seven-year-old? And the guy's mm. like, yeah, you got a point. I go, so take your little merry men and go down the road to like a non-family hotel. Yeah. Like go someplace where no one's going to complain about this. Maybe go somewhere where business professionals stay. Maybe you get more clients. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. Like when there's extended stays or something, right? Like, you know, whatever. Uh, I'm like, come on, man. Not the family hotel. Well, like, like, you know, we've talked about, you know, my whole AB option, always take it, you know, option yeah, a, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Part of that stems from working with him. And mm. I mean, he's in a different position, right? So, you know, where I say you've got an AB option, he says you've got till sundown to ride out of town. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. You know, so mm-hmm. guys like this with the free for all parties, it's like, look, you're not doing anything illegal, but you're not welcome here. But you got to get out. You need to, you need to mosey along. Yeah. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. Yep. Right. I mean, he and I were privy to that on many occasions with, uh, the working professionals, if you will. <laughs> the uh, the ladies of ill repute. Yeah, there were way too many stories of that. But, you know, just like it, there, there was one instance that came up that, you know, we reverse searched her email address and she came back as being a back page um, uh, vendor. 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 Way to, yeah, vendor. she was a vendor. vendor. Yeah, she was a vendor yeah. on back page. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we look at it and yeah, that's that's the girl that just checked that's in. Her. That's That's 100% <laughs> her. So I shoot him the link. I'm like, hey, check this out. This woman just checked into the hotel. He responds, hey, the well, the first one's the Hyatt. The second one's the such no and such. Way. The third one's the such and such. Blah, 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 yeah. blah, blah. He's going down the list. He's like, I'm on the way. So and we go up to the, the room and knock on the door. And she comes to the, the door dressed for work, if I yeah, remember correctly. Yeah, she was in her uniform. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, okay. Very lacy and flowing. Name tag on? No. Uh, no name tag. Okay. No, no. Maybe he couldn't have fit on the uniform. Wouldn't have fit. And that's yeah. really not a place to pin it. If you know what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, you know, he, he's talking to her and letting her know, Hey, we know you're in town doing business. Here's your back page, blah, 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 blah. You're not welcome here. You need to go. You know, she looks at his name tag and says, a, you know, such and such. What does that stand for? A <laughs> hole. <laughs> you know, yeah, like, of course you, you need to leave. Don't come back here ever. And you know, a lot of those conversations, really became kind of my repertoire of you've got an A, B option. option Take the A. Option A, you pack your stuff, you go away. Mm-hmm. Option B, you're going to pack your stuff and go away with the police. Which yeah. one would you like to pursue? You know, they say it's a victimless crime and it kind of is. You know, we think the prostitution of old, right? Oh, they're just, you know, they're working the streets and, you know, they're making a living and they're trying to put themselves through school and they're a single mom and right, whatever it is, right? And this is all they got. There, There is a little bit of that. By and large, though, most are forced into it one of two ways, right? They've been human trafficked and they're yes. being forced into this. Or they started out trying to fend for themselves and provide for their kids. But and then, it all just but then they got barrel swooped, rolled. Yeah, then they get swooped under someone who's having to control them, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, they're still called pimps, right? And so they'll get swooped up by a pimp. Um, now they work for them. And so they, there's a form of kind of human trafficking. Most of these girls are really victims at the end of the day. They're doing something they don't want to be doing. They're put in places that they don't want to be. But also... But that's their life. And they... It, yeah. It, you know, I was sure kind of one of these stories because it just ended up being kind of comical. You know, a guy checks in the hotel across the street from Bill's and it's about 8.30 in the morning. He's on, goes on, you know, back page or one of the, whatever the site he was using, calls up a girl for a little, you know, in-service, out-service type call, right? Come on to my hotel room. 
So she wanders on up and what would happen a lot of times is they would call these girls into the room while their pimp or someone, some cohort, something is with them and they end up getting robbed. So no services rendered and mm. that would be robbed. So this particular case, she goes up and the thing was she would text XXX to the guy downstairs. Like, okay, hey, it's good. Come on in. So she'd prop the door. Or they'd have some routine essentially to get him up into the room to yeah. rob the guy and then yeah. split. So the guy's up on, I think he's on the 14th or 15th story. So he's up pretty high. She goes in, quick conversation about pricing, this, that, the other thing. She's like, all right, cool. I'm going to go to the bathroom real quick, get ready. And he's like, okay. Sends a text. Right? So she sends the text, right? So she kind of gets, you know, prepared in the restroom. By about that time, knock on the door. Boom, boom, boom. Hotel management. The guy's like, huh? Like, hey, hotel manager, open the door. And the guy would be kind of dressed like he could kind of look like, he kind of passes maybe like a hotel manager, right? He wasn't dressed like a sleazeball or anything. So what would happen is he would go open the door, guy would rush in, he's big guy rush in right throw the guy to the ground take his money put his foot in the door you know Mm. Mm -hmm. yeah well and he's ready so you know he's not packing a weapon yep (laughs) so he so he's this you know happy guy rushes in rips his gold chain takes his wallet takes takes whatever the guy has around him she grabs the other couple things boom they're both out of there they're gone they're gone and so and usually people are just leaving at that like all right hey you know whatever well this guy's like no screw that i ain't doing that so he jumps back into his, his pants real quick and <laughs> runs out the hallway. Well, they're waiting at the elevator, right? Because they're on the 14th story. So right. Could take like, a while. Hey, come back here. So he's yelling. So he's running down. They're like, ding, 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 ding. Like now they're like trying to get out of there. Elevator opens up. They run in the elevator. Shut. Right as he gets there, the door is shut. Uh-huh. So he's like frantically calling the next. And it was this, uh, this elevator had four uh, elevators. So the next one, bing, door opens. So he jumps in. Now he's in hot pursuit. So if you can imagine these two elevators going Just down. chasing each other. Chasing each other down. <laughs> So these two hit the lobby. They come out. It's a pretty wide open lobby. And this lobby opened up and it had like a big fountain in the middle. It had some really nice things, but there was a Starbucks off to the side. And so these two come out through the lobby, through the Starbucks, and they go to leave. Well, as they're going through, the guy, ping, pops out behind him. Stop them. They robbed me. So he's yelling, 8.30 in the morning in the lobby, stop them. They robbed me. Well, these two turn and they start to like hustle now. So they kind of, mm-hmm. in a slow trot, they come out of the Starbucks, they open the door and they're both looking around behind them to see where this guy is. What they don't see is the police lieutenant and the police captain both walking up into the Starbucks in full uniform to grab their morning cup of coffee. She runs headlong into the captain and he's like, oh, hey, watch, watch out. And she's like, oh, oh, hey, sorry. Now they're like in a stumble and the guy comes out, they just robbed me. Stop them right now. And they were both like, what? What? And the guy's like, oh, hey, no, nothing. No, I gotta, we got to go. So now this lieutenant and this captain both are in this like minor little foot pursuit and grab both of these guys. Grab them, sit them down. The guy's like, she stole my money. She stole it. Not what you're talking about. So they call me. So I get over there. Same thing. Same trick that Bill taught me. Well, let me just Google search her little email address here. Yeah. Right. Sure enough. So we find out that's not me. This isn't you. This isn't you right here. No, oh. that's not me. I didn't do that. Yeah. Nope. These aren't my pants. I don't know what you're talking about. You know, we talk about nothing good ever comes from these things. It's just sometimes right place, right time, at least for us, uh, yeah. not for them. You know, captains and lieutenants and, you know, these administration don't really do much, right? They lead and all that stuff. They don't, uh-huh. do, they don't do street work. They don't drive around police cars. They don't make arrests. Well, yeah. I mean, if they would have been faster, they could have run away from the captain, Exactly. Right? <laughs> and I go, uh, hey, how does it feel like, to, how does it feel to be a cop again? Okay, oh, you some problems, oh, right? Oh. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I had a really good relationship with these two. And they're like, oh, oh, very funny. I was like, well, you know, I mean, it must feel good to do something really good with your day, right? So, I mean, we had a little jovial, you know, kind yeah. of joke that they actually caught, you know, two robbers. 
Um, but that's uh, great. You know, we'd hear those type of stories, and like I said, those are the ones that we either catch or the folks that, you know, like I said, they'll call the police, like, "Hey, I tried to buy drugs, but uh, you know, they rubbed me off." So <laughs> occasionally, I mean, someone buys a prostitute and essentially calls the cops. Yeah. I mean, they happen to run into mm-hmm. cops. Yeah. Oh man! So who got arrested in the situation? The prostitute or the guy hiring the prostitute? Uh, the prostitute and the the pimp. Okay. For robbery, essentially, because robbery. Right. Right. Because essentially, the act of prostitution didn't fully take place. True. So at that point, it would have been solicitation. Yeah. At and it's best, a, and right? it's kind of the the lesser included <clears throat> crime, right? So all those are you know solicitation and all that stuff is misdemeanor crimes are essentially tickets and community service type stuff. Right. You know, robbery is still a felony in this state. Uh-huh. So we went with the, yeah, your victim's not the most pristine victim in the world, right? I mean, the guy was in a crook. He was there for a conference or something mm-hmm. like that. And he was like, oh, well, you know, when you're on the road, right? <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you know, we get that a lot. You you would see, you know, prostitution rings run, funny, that's with the service entry industry. They would run <laughs> rampant. <laughs> the um, oldest. Alongside conferences, so they would oftentimes follow some of the large. We call it the conference circuit, right? That so doesn't surprise me. They'll follow the conference circuit because you have you know you know music, physicians, uh, you name it, right? Any conference, and you know you have business professionals who have money. They're on the road. They're mostly always all married or have family. So this is going to be discreet. Even if they rip them off, they ain't going to say anything about it, right? They mm-hmm. want to you know the whole nine yards. Um, so it's a good target audience for a lot of these folks that will, you know, even if they complete services, then they'll still rip them off after the fact. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they'll take jewelry, watches, wallets, whatever the case is. Of course, they're even just cash. One, yeah, no one's going to report that because you don't want your name on a police report. And this yeah. is what you were doing, and then you have to show back up to whatever state you happen to be in because, let's say, they get caught and try to explain to your family like why you have to go on this court case. Yeah, can yeah. you imagine? Yep. In fact, my very one of my very first calls. I was brand new cop. I was like twenty one. I want to say twenty. I mean, I, I was fresh out of the academy. I was like, I'm here to save the world. Full of piss and vinegar. And uh, <laughs> no, I, that's I was later in my career. No. Oh. <laughs> Early in my career, I was all like, I'm going to make a difference. And I remember we get sent to this robbery call at uh, one of the the biggest hotel in our town, right? a huge hotel. And we get there, and it's probably like uh, like nine o'clock, ten o'clock at night. And I get there, and I come run up, and robbery just occurred in the room, right? So we get up there. Okay, what happened? There's two normal looking guys, right? And they, they rented the penthouse suites. Oh, hey man, we had this party, and we invited a bunch of friends over, and then these guys rushed in and stole our watches. There's like Rolexes and all this other stuff. All this stuff was taken. I go, well, how many people were? Here? Oh, we had like twelve different people here. And like only these two guys are left, right? Mm-mm. Where'd they all go? Well, where'd they all go, right? Mm-hmm. So again, I mean, I have no clue what's going on, right? I'm like, what happened? Where are they? Well, what they look like? Oh, they look like this. I, you know, I think they had this type of car because one of the guys chased them out. So we're putting out this broadcast, hey, possible red Camaro and all these other like things, right? Well, within about five minutes, sure enough, a couple of cops find this red Camaro, right? Felony car stops, which means you're pointing guns at people, laying people on the road. Like it's all mm-hmm. the stuff you see on boy, television, oh right? Boy. Like it's all, it's, I mean, it's the real deal, right? So we're running these people down. Anyhow, long story short, I'm like, 10 minutes into this investigation, my field trainer is like, <clears throat> hey, kid, come here. And this guy, you know, my trainer had at the time spent 12 years in LAPD, uh, you know, so he had been, we had worked all kinds of areas. He had done all kinds of things, all kinds of different assignments. He had a lot of tenure under his belt. And then, you know, he had lateraled out um, into the agency that we were working for. So, so I come over and he's like, so what do you got? Like, oh, I got this robbery. These guys were staying and, you know, it was, it was a guy's weekend. And, you know, so I'm buying this guy's story hook, line, and sinker. Right? Oh, no. Oh, it was a guy's weekend and these guys just busted in on him. They must have been followed and all this other stuff. And he's like, kid, you got a lot to learn. Yeah. <laughs> just hold on a second. Let me go ask him a couple questions. 
And so we go back to over You there. played right into these guys. Oh, I played right into them. I'm this like bright eyed, but I mean, my head's still like shaking. They from the literally Academy, were like, ah, right? oh, this kid, oh, let it. us, let us tell us yeah. a story. He'll believe us. Yeah, so I get this 20 plus year tenure guy, right? Comes walking over. Right, like, right. So, um, guys, <laughs> cute with my kid over there. However, um, let's try the story again. Oh. And they're like, well, what do you mean? We wouldn't lie to the police. He's like, you were here with strippers. A couple of prostitutes rolled in and mm-hmm. we all got jacked. Mm-hmm. You, you just call it like we see it? No, officer, that would have never happened. No, we're all, no, absolutely not. Oh, really? Hold on a second. So he starts rummaging around the room and finds all the bachelor party type stuff. Oh, right? for sure. All, or, the, you know, all this stuff. So he's like, look, guys, here's the deal. We're pointing guns at someone right down the street that you just reported allegedly robbed you. Yeah. So this is your last chance. If we shoot those people, that's your fault if they don't go with the program. Yeah, so, that's not our fault. So let's talk about the hookers that you all hired. <sighs> okay, yeah, you're right. Okay, we hired this hooker. And so the whole story comes out, all right? And in my like head, I was like, you can't talk to people like that. What do you mean they lied? <laughs> like my head's just... <laughs> right? People lie? So anyhow, long story short, we took both those guys to jail for false report of emergency and making a false police report. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because it, it drained, we took a bunch of resources out. We're pointing well, guns yeah. at innocent people yeah. in a made-up car that they never saw, right? I mean, so we figured out the whole <gasps> so thing even was, the car was oh, yeah, just made up, was and you just pull just over going, a oh, yeah. random Camaro? Yeah, yeah, pointing guns at them. It and fit yeah. the description. It was in the yep. area. That's crazy. So these poor people now that we have to, like, dust off, say, so sorry, you matched the... And they have trauma. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, when we talk about, you know, and so I was like, wait, we're arresting him for a false report. I didn't know you could do that. Like, I was like, I was brand new. I was like, what <laughs> section is that? And he's like, yeah, he goes, look, man, he goes, we wrecked at least two people's nights, right? Right. You have eight cops working this thing, thinking it's like a legit, like, takeover robbery, when in fact, they just bought a bunch These of hookers. These hookers just robbed them. Yeah. And what we eventually found out is they came in and what happened was everyone was all drunk and they're partying, they're dancing. So as one was dancing on everyone's lap, she was going around and scooping up all the stuff that was in the room that was this loose leaf laying around. Oh. And then they left and then they started drinking some more and they were like, Hey, where's my watch? Hey, where's yeah, my wallet? Yeah, yeah. Like, Hey, where's my phone? Where? Then they discovered that they got, yeah. And so now they're all trying to figure out how they're going to explain all this to To whoever. their girlfriends, their fiances, yeah, their wives. So, one, so the one guy's mm-hmm. like, I'll call the cops. He's like, no, don't call the cops. And it was too late. And so then everyone like, they all scattered out of there real quick. So then you have the two ding-dongs. The, yeah, the two ding-dongs that were left like, oh, we're going to make up this bogus report so we can- To a little yeah. 21-year-old fresh on the streets <laughs> cop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that just believed everything Every, they said. Yeah, absolutely. Hook, line, and sinker. Yeah. Yep. Oh man, that's crazy. All of these stories, like I, I cannot explain how like just blown away I am. Yeah. It's uh, strange, that weird, but true. Crap actually happens. They go on and on and And I'm sure on. this is truly just the tip of the surface of your stories. I mean, th- there was stuff that like, I remember calling him one night cause we had a guy that was in the hot tub that was wearing just his underwear. <laughs> Like hitting on a bunch of like 12, 13, 14 year old girls. Oh, good. Oh, good. Just a piece of trash, right? Guests that were out there, you know, they come in, they tell us, we call the police, he shows up. Night did not go well for that dude. You know, it's <laughs> for like, he, sure. And, and it's like, I don't understand why people try to lie their way out of things. You're not a professional liar, he's a professional lie detector. So yeah. you're kind of setting yourself up to fail in the first place. Second of all, all your clothes are in a pile and you're in your underwear. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm really believing that you're not like, a ghost who, here. who am I going to believe here? Yeah. Yeah. yeah just the stupid stuff like that. I don't know what happened to it. I am kind of bummed that I lost it. I'll say I misplaced it at this point, but the city coin. Oh, I get you another one. 
<laughs> it was, I think it was after that orgy story or maybe it was after the man in the ledge or something like that. But our hotel had been responsible for so many of the calls and so many people going to jail that I ended up getting a chief's like a coin. Of chief's coin. Yeah. The city Odeo. Yeah. <laughs> Just for the stories, if no less the clips yeah, that right? we brought in. Like, uh, yeah, I don't know what I did with it. I'm bummed that I don't know where it is. We can get you another one. Yeah, yeah. A replacement. Yeah. Good times. Yeah, we can get you another one. That hotel had so many stories come out of it. Just ridiculous stuff. I mean, not, and not even all of them were police related. For sure. I can't tell you how many times we called 911 for ambulances and fire. I mean, we had fires in that hotel. Mm. We had a couple of them. Yeah. You know? Um, That's scary. Yeah, I mean, one of my favorites was a woman that was there because her house had burned down. Um, oh, and so she was staying at the hotel. And yeah. she was staying at a hotel. And then her a house fire happened. Yeah. Come to find out, she was taking Ambien and she was sleep cooking. She burned down her own house and she started <laughs> and then burned the fire down in the her hotel. own hotel. Yep. Yeah. Stop. Just stupid stuff like that would happen again and again and again. Well, you know, what I always tell folks, they go, in training hotels now and, you know, kind of working through the thought process is you open as a hotelier, you open the doors to the world, right? If as long as you got money, come on in. As long as that credit card works, come on down, right? Yeah. You don't have to have money. Your credit card just needs to have an available balance on it. Yeah. (laughs) And it's like you bring in the world's problems, right? You have no idea where these people are in life. I mean, I don't know how many times we've gotten, you know, suicidal calls, either suicides Uh, that have been completed in the hotel because they didn't want to, you know, complete it in their own house or whatever, or attempts because they're out. They got a night because their wife or their husband kicked them out and they're going through the door. I mean, every spice of life shows up in a hotel. Very true. And, you know, someone says, okay, it's mostly business and you'll get a little bit of that, or it's mostly families, you'll get a little Mm -hmm. bit of that. But, you know, some hotels, it's like, you're just, you're getting everything. You're getting all kinds of, you're getting transient traffic. You're getting all kinds of stuff. You never know where people are in their life like when they walk through those front doors to check in you don't know anyone's story no and we do say the same thing you know there's no such thing as a normal car stop right or you know to pull someone over you don't know where in life you're stopping these people they just rob something did they just steal this car and you don't know yet they just kill somebody or are they just having a bad day or are they just jamming other tunes and life is grand they were speeding right yeah. they didn't see some and in some way you know i tell hoteliers especially at the front desk or operations it's the same thing when you're checking this person in you have zero idea where they are in their life like what's going mm-hmm. on what led them to get here uh what's going on that you know are they here in business did they just get thrown out of here on vacation are they what what is it any little thing could tip you off Mm -hmm. to a crime one little word they say something they're wearing their body language anything can tip you off i count my blessings that i've had to deal with dead bodies there's a lot of dead bodies in my history son of a bitch Um, (laughs) not to get morbid here (laughs) no i know so there was an overdose there were a couple of old age there was a heart attack there was a drowning and there was I a think drowning. There was one other, yeah, a guy oh. died in a pool. He dove into the deep end of the pool. Hit like, his head? No, no, no. He was uh, going side to side. He dove into the deep end of the pool oh. and just never surfaced. He he freak didn't, accident. He didn't hit his head. He wasn't injured in any way. Just died instantly oh, on hitting bizarre. the water. Yeah. yeah. Miss B and I worked at a hotel that there had been multiple suicides. I found out first week I was there that there is a particular room that has a bullet hole in the wall because a woman checked in and put a forty-five to her head. Ugh. Yeah. So, I mean, I have known people who have had loved ones that have done suicides in hotels. Yeah. Unfortunately, we see a lot of people that they've just hit the end of the rope. Yeah. I mean, not to get morbid on the topic, but I have had a GM take his own life. Mm. that my mentor for five years. So that was a tough point in my life, but 
my mentor taught me everything I knew at that point in my life. So I still am very thankful for that time. Can only imagine. Yeah. You yeah. never, you never know what people are going through. Yeah. Or like people you work with, people you're checking in the hotel, your employees, you never know. Yeah. You know, and I, I've had people ask in the past, how do you prevent that? And what's crazy is that you can't. Oh, no. You know, it's like the hotel for Miss B and I, both the rooms were 11th floor rooms. Mm, yeah. So you, know? you you find something similar with any scenario. You know, and it's like, what do you do? You, you there, there could have been a three in both of those rooms. Any small significance. Yeah. We'll just pop in your head. Yeah. So, yeah. Any I, hoozy. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, not to, not to bring heavy. the podcast to a heavy note, but. You know, it's just, you know, you never know, right? I mean, you look at the folks that checked in the, um, you know, the Las Vegas shooter. Oh, um, absolutely. You know, and to look back hindsight 2020, him asking to do certain things or to have certain things or to do certain, you know. Of course, it all makes sense now at the time. You're like, oh, okay, whatever. Right? But when you're checking him in, those are just requests from a yeah. guest. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, hindsight's twenty twenty. Every instance that we all experience every day in our lives, we have fractions of a second to make a decision. Mm-hmm. Whether it's us with a two-minute check-in of a guest that we're supposed to screen for their mental stability, whether they have weapons, what their intentions are, et cetera, et cetera. Oh, it could have been prevented at check-in. No, it couldn't. You got two minutes. You got phones ringing. You've got processes to do, et cetera, et cetera. Or to the officer that pulls someone over and has three seconds to make a decision of whether I'm going home tonight or he is. Yeah. We all have a very finite amount of time to make a decision. And you just hope you're on the right side of that decision all the time. The unfortunate part is that anybody that checks into a hotel to do that, they don't leave a single wake of pain. No. Like for their family. It's Gosh, that no. person that checked them in. It's that room attendant that found them. Mm-hmm. It's the bellman that has to escort the emergency services. It's like, just don't. Yeah. Just don't. I'll tell you. you there's, know, there's lines for that. There's lines. And, and, you know, folks will check into a hotel to think, oh, I don't want to do it in my house. I don't want to, you know, they're, they're thinking they're doing, I'm doing a family affair. I'm doing this yeah. for my family. Yeah. They don't, they don't think of all the other people that they are in contact with and they are touching in, yeah. in that time. Well, and, you know, I've, I've been a part of a number of wrongful death lawsuits, you know, stemming out of hotels, people who died natural causes, right? There's yeah. any number of things. And in a, some of them, you know, they tried to hold, hold the hotel responsible. Oh, well, you should have seen the fact that they were exhibiting this medical sign or that medical mm-hmm. sign or like. Come on. And it's like, you know, I, I remember I was, uh, one of them, I went jury trial and I, and I was being asked, you know, what type of training is the hotel provided as it relates to, you know, this and that and these symptoms. I'm like, look, go guys, none. Right, none. We're not doctors. We're not yeah. paramedics. If if you're over the top, yeah, they're going to call for help. They're not going to diagnose. They're not going to see no. symptoms. They're not going to right. And so sometimes people think that you know hoteliers are superheroes, right? You're all knowing, all seeing, supposed to be everywhere at all time, answer every guest your request yeah, and know yeah. everything. And it's like, folks, like, I would say at maximum, you are first aid CPR certified uh, on a good day. On a good day, mm-hmm. you can talk to someone, you can recognize a stroke, you can maybe recognize a heart attack, you can call 911 and get a first aid kit. You're really, really good at that. Yeah, but <laughs> I'm talking to two veteran hoteliers, right? Like, yeah. What about that 19-year-old who's starting brand fresh, first job, front desk, has barely figured out opera or whatever other system you're using, right, to even check anyone in, and you expect this kid to like oh, for sure. piece well, together what's going on? I've seen it firsthand with an injury. I was working one evening. Guest comes walking back from the park. She's walking through the lobby, and down she goes, strikes her head on the floor. Front desk agent says, oh my God, she slipped. 
I looked at her and said, no, she didn't mm-hmm. slip. She's having a seizure. Mm-hmm. She went into full lockup mid stride and that's what took her down. You know, the, the girl that I'm working with, she had no clue. No idea. So when you call EMS, there's a very big difference of, Hey, I have someone that is injured in my lobby that slipped and fell versus I have someone in my lobby that's that actively is seizing. on the ground because she's in full seizure. Very different response. Yeah. (laughs) You know, it's like, those are the things that we aren't trained to know. Those are the things that we learn kind of the hard way, you know, and and, in that particular instance, that young lady learned the hard way, the difference between a slip and fall and a full seizure. Well, I'm, I'm fortunate enough. I don't know if I've touched much about this on the podcast, but I have a lifeguard background. So your lifeguard... You have got to be kidding me. You've not shared that. <laughs> I have not. So I come from an aquatic athlete background. And with that, a lot of your summer jobs while you're in college playing these sports, you're a lifeguard, you're a swim instructor. So coming from that background, I have gone through the ranks. I was a swim instructor. I was a lifeguard. And then I became a aquatics director. And now I still, I still oversee pools. So yeah, you see it. You hope to be on the pool deck when an emergency happens and you do have, you said 19 year old, you hope they're 19. I have 15, Mm -hmm. 16, 17 year olds. All right. So here's what I want to (laughs) do. Okay. I want to bookmark that whole line of conversation Okay. because we've been talking for quite a while tonight. So we can tease it. We're going to, yeah, we're going to, we're going to keep this. We're going to bookmark this and we're going to go down that path on the next episode. Okay. But what I would like to do, since we had a very dark moment there. So, I'm so sorry. I'm no, so no, 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 sorry. No. <laughs> don't be. I know you've got a list of stories that don't involve me, don't involve the hotel, what have you. So if you've got one you'd like to share that can take us out on a high note, let's, let's roll with that. Oh, there's so many. Let's let, well, we'll keep it in the service industry. I mean, at one point, I do want to hear the backstory of how your service weapon got the nickname, the smoke wagon. That, yeah, but, that, that might be, yeah, that's but that, another podcast episode. But, but, but that's not going to take us out on a high note. No, no, no. You'll definitely have to come back. I'd be happy to. Let's do this one. So, um, a hotel that was adjoining uh, Bill's old hotel in kind of the same parking lot area calls and says, hey, our housekeeper's found something kind of weird. Here Bill is trying to figure out what story you're about to share. There's four other options. There was a cluster of five hotels on this very large main thoroughfare (laughs) corner. So there's four other significant properties to choose from. So uh, they go, hey. Is it it the one with the atrium? uh, Yes. It is a very lovely, open space, beautiful hotel with atriums and speaking of aquatics had lovely aquatics that ran through the atrium and the roaring lion all kinds of other creatures that were animatronics if you will in the lobby all right it's a very interesting hotel but they call and say hey our housekeepers found some weird things we think we might have a um, lady of ill repute uh staying in the hotel but we're not 100 percent sure would you mind coming up and trying to figure out what in the world's going on here Said, <laughs> excuse me. Oh, excuse me. That checked out. Excuse me. Sounds contagious. So I just made a weird face. Like, what are you about to talk about? So I go, sure. There, there are times that I wish we had a video recording going. <laughs> so I uh, show up to the hotel and they go, yeah, hey, sure. Yeah, not a problem. So we go up, I go up to the room 
and they go, yeah, hey, you know, we've locked her out. We're pretty sure there's some scandalous things going on in here, but we're not really sure. So can you tell us like, what's up? Yeah. All right, sure. Let's go in. Check it out. So I walk in and there's a suitcase kind of next to the door and it looks like you ever go to a wedding where they have like the little photo booth and they have like yeah. boas and masks and hats and all kinds of Oh, just of a plethora of just things. random crap. Yes. A little masquerade mask yeah, yeah, on a yeah. stick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That no one really wants to put on. No, no. So she's got this suitcase full of that. All kinds of random. Weird. Weird things, right? Okay, that's kind of odd. And they're like, no, well, no, no. Here's the thing. We're not really sure what it is, but we think that it's probably something naughty. <laughs> okay, well, what? <laughs> what is it? And they go, it's over there on the table. And so this particular, it's a suites hotel. And so, you know, it's got the little lobby. It's got a little dining room thing with like a dining room table. And then, you know, so on the dining room table all by itself, kind of laying off to the side, is this sparkly looking contraption. So I walk over, I'm looking at this thing. I was like, well, that looks interesting. So put my gloves on real quick. Of what course. Is this thing? So I go to pick it up. And as soon as I pick it up and turn it, the thing lights up and starts to play a tune. Oh. And it starts flopping around and moving say. and lights up and it's playing some weird song thing. And I was like, what in the world? And they're like, yeah, that thing. Is it naughty? And I'm like, yes, it is. This goes in places where the sun doesn't shine. <laughs> yeah, toys clearly getting down while you're yeah. getting yeah. down. I go, so um, what What do you want done? They're like, well, you know, we don't want that kind of activity here. We're going to lock her out and have her leave. We're going to ask her to leave, you know, when she comes back or whatever. Kind of like we talked about the A, B option, right? You can leave now peacefully. You're going to leave mm-hmm. with the cops. Mm-hmm. I go, okay, fine. And I go, um, we should probably just leave a note understanding that we were here and that we know that what she's up to. And I go, okay. So I'm looking at this thing and there's a... It was apparently set on the motion detection setting. Okay. There's such a thing. There I is. know, right? We're so learning as something. As I'm rummaging around. There is a uh, suction device that I guess you can put on walls <laughs> and windows and whatever you, whatever you please. But okay. there's also the steady on function. So it okay. just stays on. So I'm like, okay. So I hit the steady on. I put the little suction cup on it. And I stick it right in the middle of the table and we turn off the lights. So it looks like a disco light show going in oh, the middle party. of the room. Right? With a little tune playing on it. And we shut the door. The tune playing is what, like... Is the best part of the whole thing. Kind of... It had to have been expensive. It had to be. <sighs> so we walk out and we leave. And uh, I go, okay, hey, if she doesn't go with the program or anything else, call me. I'll come back over and we'll escort her out of here. But right? did you leave a note? No, that was the note. That to was... To turn the lights off and turn this that, thing on, stuck to the table. Yep. acknowledging your presence that you were in the room. Yes. So about two <laughs> so hours go subtle. by and I get a call from the MOD. And she goes, so she came back. I was like, yeah... Was she pissed? <laughs> She's like, you know, she, so she comes back, her room's locked out, and they said, hey, we're on to your game. You don't know what I'm up to. I do whatever I want. And she's copping all this attitude with the front desk. And of course. So she's copping all kinds of attitude. And they go, look, ma'am, here's the deal. You can go back up to your room. We unlock, you know, we, here, here's your key. Here's, go back up there. Once you get in there, you can decide if you want to stay or you want to leave. I'm, we're just giving you the A, B option here. Okay, fine. So she goes up there. They said within about two and a half minutes, she's in full tilt sprint with boas and all the other escutramantas she had flying behind her running out of the hotel. <laughs> because of the note you left her? Uh-huh. <laughs> so they go back up to the room, and the only thing left in the room... <gasps> the thing on the table? There's a thing on the table still going on. Nice. Yep. Well, can you imagine putting that back in your suitcase and like using it? Like, Nope. She might have been like, I'll leave this for them. It's, it'll be my parting gift. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe the next person will want to use it. That's disgusting. Well, on that note... <laughs> Let's go out on that note. 
So uh, first and foremost, Liz, thanks always for joining us again. It's a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Love having you here. And very excited to know that our next conversation is going to be you going down a lifeguard rabbit hole. I will get some stories ready. It's like Baywatch. Uh, but not yeah. on the beach. I lifeguarded pools. Mm. Very different. Wah, wah. Sorry if that's a disappointment for the next episode. I just picture you like <laughs> running down the beach, like with a red buoy jumping off of like, you know, speed boats in the ocean. No, I was more um, holding a crying, screaming three-year-old with a, a giant visor and a rash guard. Mm. So you were the kid. We were both crying, honestly. Snot <laughs> <laughs> rockets going everywhere from both of us. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but look forward to the stories. From yes, that. of course. Andy, pleasure. Always a pleasure to see you. It's been way too long since we've gotten together. Hopefully, we can do this again sometime. I would love to. This was this was great. I miss the stories. <laughs> <laughs> and Bill, thank you so much as always for hosting us. Oh, you're very welcome. Yeah. I appreciate you guys coming over. This will probably be the last episode of the year. So, so you're saying we're going out with a bang? Oh we are, my gosh! But um, bump, yeah. I mean, with the number of with the number of stories this <laughs> evening, yes, we are going out with a bang. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for everybody that's listening. If you have anybody in the industry that you know that you would like to you know, share our podcast with that you think that they would enjoy, please send a link to them, share it on your social media, send an email, but spread the word. We'd love to see our podcast growing and love having you be a part of it. Yeah. Thank so, you guys. Thank you again. And until we see you again. Toodaloo. Toodaloo. <laughs> yeah, that'll work. Yeah. Thanks for listening. <laughs>